Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means? That means the boys are at Red Door downtown. Let's go. Let's go, boys at the Red Door downtown. What's the address here? I don't, know, I don't even know. 509 Central. 509 Central. Come hang out with the boys. The intersection of Central and, like, 5th. You'll see us here. We're watching the NFL draft at the Red Door downtown. I am Fred Slow. Chris Burnett is here. Chris, welcome to the program, brother. Oh, man, it's great to be here deep in the heart of downtown. It's my neighborhood. I feel like I'm just right at home. Well, the studio is your neighborhood, too. I mean, what's up? You just can't embrace everything? Just... I can embrace it all, man. We are going to enjoy today, though. we got a lot of fun mm-hmm. guests. It's the NFL Draft today. We have a special on-site representative of it. Melanie Fitch will join us. She's the CEO of Irrelevant Week. Met her at the Super Bowl, Chris. She's an absolute gym. She's the one who does, like, all the nonprofit stuff for every last NFL draft pick, including one Brock Purdy. Yeah. So we're excited to have her on. She'll be with us. In just 15 short minutes, that'll be very good. Steph Griffin, back at the studio making the show go around. Stephanie, how are you? I am doing really good. I haven't seen or talked to you guys in a long time. Well, that's by design. I think <laughs> that's uh, we did that one by design. Aww. Yeah, that's what that is. Come down to the Red Door, Steph. Uh, well, they, got, they got good fries. and uh, well, Hey, what's the name of this beer I just got? Whatever this new beer is. It's called the what? The Red Light. And it tastes a lot like Bud Light, so I like the branding. Mm. I like the idea behind it. This one's for me. Yeah, there's a lot of great artwork down here. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. kind of a cool spot. So come on down. They got the full bar plus food. Monday, obviously, is that big karaoke night. They do have rotating DJs on Thursdays. DJ Flow Fader will be here tonight. We are on air until 545. Josh Sushan will be joining us at 530 to talk a little Isotopes baseball. It's going to be a good one. The story of the day to start the day, though, is one Jimmy Butler, James Butler, not James Butler, excuse me, Lamar Jackson, as I'm already <laughs> into NBA thoughts in my head. And Jimmy Butler's your father, huh? Jimmy Butler stays uh, rent-free in my head, apparently. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have agreed to terms. He, is, he got his deal. So here's the source that I saw, okay? It's a five-year, 200 and $60 million deal, and the guaranteed money is a buck eighty-five. Wow. I love it. Yeah. I love everything about it. I love the approach. I love they didn't have the, the agent that everyone claimed he had to have. I love Jalen Hurts getting that deal and him kind of walking so that Lamar can walk just this much more faster. I love kind of all the things involved with it because I, and we talk about this, Chris, way more than I feel like we should because we mm-hmm. are kind of in the game of sports business, not just playing the field. I am pro-labor. Yeah. Lamar got his. He did. And, I mean, they're kind of, uh, they're, you know, they're, th- they're throwing it all in on him. I mean, you know, he's, he's had some injuries, and uh, they're kind of hoping he's, not, he's done with that, right? He's going to take him all the way. Well, and, and, I mean, I think there's a possibility to think that some of those injuries, maybe a little bit of posturing. Could be. You know, maybe a little bit of gamesmanship. Could be. Maybe a little bit of hey, I see some of the numbers out there for some of the guys that can't do it as well as me, and maybe I just won't do it as well, and then I'll still get my same amount of dollars and some mm-hmm. of those numbers. But it don't matter because it don't matter. Right. And now he's a guy who can keep striving for what? Records, keep striving for wins, keep striving for playoff opportunity and appearances. And if he does 
continue this precedent that he's already sent? How are the Ravens not a contender for a long time to come with that quarterback? Right. I mean, you know, hopefully they I – don't, I, don't, I don't know all the cap stuff, but hopefully they can uh, bring it in, you know, bring, build a team around him. But I don't know with this kind of money, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just so much more money. <laughs> yeah. And it's like uh, it's in, like a lot of like the naysayer, a lot of the sports fan and the listener of this program and the friend of this show will be like, well, it's only $10 million more million than what they offered last year. It's $10 million. I'm not trying to tell you that you don't understand the difference in millions of dollars, but it matters. The $6 million more than what Jalen Hurts got matters. It all matters. I want to have, like, one good year of work and then just kind of coast a little, and then they're like, you know what, he had that great year, though. (laughs) Oh, right? (laughs) You know, just and then they're like, yeah, okay. Well, and there's going to be naysayer (laughs) out there or whatever verbiage you want to use for a person that's negative and awful. They're like, well, he wanted 100% guaranteed money, and that's he wanted a Major League Baseball deal, but this is the NFL. Here's the thing. I don't know if Lamar ever said that. I know people were saying that. Right. I don't know if Lamar ever jumped out of his chair and said, I ain't playing unless you promise me every single dime. Because getting promised 185 million dimes, which is actually dollars. So what's that? With 185 billion dimes, that is a deal. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 185 billion dimes? You can sign me up. You know what I would do with that? Oh, whatever you want. Not play professional football. I would quit. I would quit right away. I was going to make a reference the, from the TV, the movie Office Space. Very smart. <laughs> that's that's what it would take to get there. The NFL. <laughs> do you do you have any sort of like issue? Do you have any sort of problem? Do you have any sort of concern with this? Is now the market for quarterbacks, and you have to set aside like a special cap, or you have to set aside like exception money or something, because teams are going to end up in a place to where. You're going to have dudes that are, like, roughly 20% of your salary. Well, and then you're going to have, uh, you know, what's the percentage of those guys that are going to be a bust? That you're immediately, as soon as, I mean, you, you see players where, you know, they, they work really hard and then they want a deal and then the deal finally happens and all of a sudden they, they don't play. You know? What's the guy, what's the running back from uh, Dallas? That, did they just Ezekiel wait? Elliott. Yeah, exactly. Go get a Tony Pollard, does a little yep. bit better. Figures yep. it out. Yep. And then, you know, maybe they pay him. And he so with the quarterback position, I mean, it's, it's, it's number one, it's the position in football. You know, if you, if you don't have a great quarterback, you don't win Super Bowls. Well, if you don't have any quarterback, you definitely don't. No. Yeah, and it's, it's almost to the point now where it can't just be a top 15 Mm-mm. guy. Like, it's got to be a no. top five, six, seven guy, right. eight guy. And I guess with the way you kind of look at the way the playoffs lay out anyways – there's not a bunch of top seven, eight guys that miss the playoffs. No. Like, if all of a sudden, if your team has that quarterback, you have a team. Right. You can have an entire team. And we're going to talk about Houston, obviously, at length today. Houston drafted number two and number 12. They got D'Amico Ryans as the head coach. They got all this stuff going on around them. None of that is going to matter if they, quote, unquote, build the defense. None of that's going to matter if they, quote, unquote, have it in all aspects of the game outside of that quarterback aspect of the game, which is why you can't take, like, a – defensive end out of Texas Tech, you have to take a quarterback to play. Even though that quarterback now might be the guy this year, he might be the guy in two years. Well, and That's how quick they come around. I mean, look look at the news right now. Who's been in the news for the last like month and a half? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers what, 38 years old? You're right. And and boom, like everybody's like, well, well he's going to go to the Jets. He's going to go to the Jets. And then he goes to the Jets, and then everybody's like, okay, are the Jets now a contender? The guy's 38 years old, and we're still talking about he's him. He's like obviously that. a contender. Yeah. He's the greatest guy to ever throw a football. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. 
there's not a single dude playing the game right now that's better at throwing the football than he has been at throwing the football. And whenever he gets there, and by the way, he's throwing it. He's throwing it in Jets green now. Right. Like new, he is a New Jersey Jet through and through. Yeah. He is the, the rebirth of that thing. And that team now has a chance to, to be at the table in the <laughs> AFC East. No, no longer is just draft day the, the best day of the year for the New York Jets. Now they actually have yeah. something to look forward to. <laughs> something to actually aspire for. Right. The draft is tonight. We'll be giving our live updates as they come. It's an 8 p.m. Eastern start. So so what is that end up being here? Six? Six, yeah. Okay, so we will do our best up until it. Like I said, our friend Melanie Fitch, the CEO of Irrelevant Week, she is there. She will connect with us in just a few minutes and talk about uh, the energy in Kansas City, kind of talk about everything going on out there. It's going to be... Um, it's going to be a fun little sit down. Because you think now, because of Brock Purdy, now the most relevant guy is going to be a little more in the news for this draft? Yeah, I think they've all. <coughs> excuse me, as I try to choke it up. I think they've all kind of been in the mix for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you have those conversations about them. I, you know, when I was in St. Louis all those years, uh, David Bobora was Mister Relevant, and, yeah. and he played a lot. He started games at linebacker for the Rams, and obviously the the kicker uh, suck up in Kansas City for a lot of those. Years. He was there contributing to the game, but none of those dudes are Brock Purdy. Yeah. And I think today, if I was going to give like a big prediction, a big, um, in the famed words of Paul Heyman, a spoiler, mm-hmm. I think Trey Lance gets traded today. I think Trey oh. Lance goes today. This Could becomes be. Brock Purdy's team today. Right. And I don't think the 49ers get a first-round draft pick back for Trey Lance. I don't think he's performed a first-round draft pick levels. <laughs> I think you get a three, maybe, maybe, maybe a two if you're real fortunate. And if someone offers you a two, and it's not this year, it's next year, you take it. Right. And Trey Lance goes. And maybe Trey Lance is, you know, the quarterback in Houston, and then Houston is able to use some of those first-round draft picks they got to do something special, mm-hmm. like get defensive ends that rush or wide receivers out of Ohio State. But if I'm taking wide receivers out of Ohio State at number 12, I'm taking quarterbacks out of Ohio State at number two. Well, if you look historically at the 49ers, they've never had a, a great quarterback that was, you know, a lottery pick. Right. The top, the top 15, whatever they call it in the NFL. I mean, you, you know, Joe Montana late in the draft. Steve Young, I think they got him from the USFL. Correct. Uh, you know, what was his name? Uh, well, I guess. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Clark, no, late in the draft, you know. The, yeah, well, coming out of Nevada, you're not necessarily the <laughs> no. sought-after guy of all well, time. Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers came out of uh, Cal. Yeah. You know? Well, his story was different, though, because he comes out of Cal, and they're like, well, he's going to be number 11 or number 12 or yeah. whatever, and then he ends up falling to 20-something, like, 20 yeah, 25 or whatever it was. I remember him visibly crying. At the draft. Well, and there are so many dudes eligible for this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll talk at length about the draft, but the, what is it today? 259 guys will go over the weekend. Yeah. So 259 guys will go. These are the best 259 guys that are leaving the collegiate game to play the professional game. Now, are there still better players in college? Absolutely there sure. are. Get it. Not confused. The way with the NIL works now, I don't necessarily know if I'm leaving early either. But to me, these dudes can all go. And if you're one of those dudes that's real upset that you didn't go because you think you're slotted into the spot and you went a little bit less or a little bit more, um, so? So what? Yeah. So what? You know how many dudes don't go? You know how many dudes take an undrafted free agency and walk into a camp? and then? But also I think in the NFL there's this mindset, Chris, to where once you're in the building, you're in the building. Right. And, I, I mean, maybe guys at the first round and maybe guys at the second round get a little bit more opportunity than guys that just walk into the building. But I think walking in the building – and people saying, this is a jersey, this is your number. Right. Now you're a part of this thing, you contribute to this thing. I think everyone has a chance to go. You don't think that, uh, that the organization, though, will lean a little farther on uh, someone they drafted in the first or second round? I and, do. 
Yeah. I do. But I still think, you know, it's a bunch of athletes and a bunch of human beings that forever beat the odds. Right. You know, you've been the best player at every level you've ever been at. You're probably mm -hmm. a 3-4 coming out of high school. You're probably at a big college. You're now going into, you know, the professional level. And forever, it's always been, hey, it's going to be hard. And these guys have made it every single step of the way. I every saw, single step. I was looking at that, and, like, I think Alabama has, like, three or four people slotted to go in the first round. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Melanie Fitch joins us whenever we get back. She's the CEO of Irrelevant Week. She's live at the NFL Draft. We'll talk to her about Irre Mr. Irrelevant, uh, her charity, MrRelevant.org, and we will talk about what is going on at the draft in Kansas City. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Round one of the NFL draft. Where did the quarterbacks go? The surprises, the best fits. The opening drive breaks it all down with Jeff Simbieta, J.J. Buck, and Amory starting at 7 a.m. Welcome back to Two Men On. Two Men On is live at Red Door downtown. Let's go. We're live downtown in front of the show. Melanie Fitch, the CEO of Irrelevant Week. She's live at the NFL draft in Kansas City. Melanie, how are you? I'm having fun. <laughs> well, it's not your first rodeo, so yeah, I think you're pretty familiar with it. Melanie runs MrRelevant.org, and she is down there because uh, every draft matters. That's that's kind of the message here. And Mr. Irrelevant uh, Week and MrRelevant.org has given away over a million dollars to many beneficiaries, including the American Cancer Society, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Goodwill, the YMCA Special Olympics, Habitat for Humanity, the NFL Alumni, and the American Red Cross. Melanie, welcome to the program. What is the energy in Kansas City right now? Oh, it's, it's, it's high energy. The, the Kansas City, the, the whole town has turned out, and they're very um, upbeat. You know, they're Chiefs fans primarily that are hosting it, so they're... They're glad they're Super Bowl winners and like that. But there's a lot of people that have come in from, like, the surrounding towns because Kansas City is kind of centralized in the United States. So we've been seeing a lot of Bears fans and a lot of Cincinnati fans and uh, guys that have come up from Houston, and it's fun. They're, people are getting along well. They're cheering on their teams, and they're getting ready for the kickoff of the draft. Are there in? Are there any uh, fans that are already disparaged about the season already, or does everybody seem pretty upbeat? <laughs> <laughs> you mean like the Houston fans? Is that what you're talking about? Um, <laughs> I, I can name about five different teams. Yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, you know that. So I'm the irrelevant person, right? I don't care about the first. 258 picks is the 259 Mr. Irrelevant. That, so this is all just warm up until the third day. You know, so this is just fluff. Who cares about C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young? We, we like the Lozman guy, right? So, so we're just is, we're enjoying the first Brock, two days and then we'll be excited on Saturday. Is Brock Purdy walking around on your hip? Is that how it works? Do you just do you just like put a leash on him and just work him through the crowd? Is that the plan? <laughs> Brock Purdy on a leash. That'd be a pretty good sight. I, if, if Kittle was here, I might put him on a leash. But um, I think Brock Purdy is pretty self-sustainable. Oh. Brock Purdy is actually um, yeah. coming out here. He'll be in Kansas City. He's not here yet. Oh, wow. Well, there we go. So, Melanie, obviously we met at the Super Bowl week. We had a lot of fun. MrRelevant.org, <laughs> your organization, uh, helps a lot of individuals. But it had a fun start. The... The kind of the idea behind the Mr. Relevant was 
the idea that uh, every every player who's drafted is important. It's not a negative to be picked last. And then it's kind of grown from there. Uh, a little bit for our friends in the show, Melanie. Kind of talk about what your organization does and who it helps. Well, like you said, we feel that everybody that's drafted is is equal because it's an honor to be drafted. So if he's not really Mr. Irrelevant, he's, irrele- he's relevant to be drafted. And so we make the last announcement announce who it is, and then we bring him out to California and celebrate him, and each event out in California raises money for charities. And then we're able to have fun with the player and honor him and celebrate him, but then we're able to help a lot of programs with the money that we raise. So, like you said, we've helped uh, American Cancer Society. We've helped a lot of local sports programs. And um, like last year when Brock Purdy was, you know, he's done so successful. Now there's a lot of people want to um, continue to help us raise money for people. So we're excited about it. He, he, Mr. Irrelevant gets the Lozman Trophy. It's the opposite of the Heisman Trophy, and so we have a banquet for him. And it's, it's fun, but we do raise money to help. <laughs> so we, I was speculating and, off air, Melanie, Melanie Fitch, the CEO of Irrelevant Week. I was speculating off air, and I was saying, well, the 49ers today are going to trade Trey Lance, and this is Brock Purdy's team. Can you confirm that you've heard that as well, or am I just making that up? You make up a lot of things. I remember you from Phoenix, so <laughs> you, can't, you can't be oh, trusted. I think did, I might have lost did, Melanie. Um, oh, no. Did, you, did, Griffin did, Van ever, did Van hit you with that axe in your back, or did he miss you when he was throwing the axe at you at that one event? Uh-oh. We might have a little disconnect. Griff, let's do this. We'll throw it to break, and we'll see if we can come back with Melanie. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. OMG, hot and crisp nacho fries are back at Taco Bell, but they won't be here forever. Yeah, hot and crisp fries covered in bold Mexican spices with a side of nacho cheese sauce are only here for a limited time at participating U.S. Taco Bell locations for a limited time only while supplies last. Traffic right now, crash cleanup continuing southbound on Coors at St. Joseph's, and uh, we are still seeing slowdowns with that. Be careful as you make your way through there. Quite a bit of congestion southbound on I-25 right now, just south of Paseo. That'll last until Comanche. Northbound on I-25 as you approach Gibson, you're going to run into slowdowns. Those last until Lomas, and we're starting to see congestion now westbound on Paseo between 2nd Street and the river. You have better things to do than yard work. JPR can help make your yard a low-maintenance, water-saving oasis with gravel, base course, sand, crusher finds, flagstone, boulders, water features, and tow-away ready mix concrete carts. Find a location near you at jprnm.com. This report is sponsored by JPR Incorporated. If you see an accident, call the Traffic Tracker Hotline at 767-9167. Brought to you by American Home Furniture and Mattress, Proudly providing New Mexicans with quality furniture and service for over 87 years. I'm Michael Carlisle from the 96.3 News Radio KKOB Traffic Center. Last year, you gave us books and we gave you beer. You remember, Tom Brady was still a buck. The sports animal is doing it again with JPR Decorative Gravel and Blake's Lotta Burger for the Rock and Brew Book Drive. Bring new or gently used children's books to participating breweries and you'll receive a buck off each beer you buy that day. Breweries like Hemma's Mountain Brewhouse, Tractor Brewing, Juno Pub, and more. Save a buck off a beer while fighting illiteracy in New Mexico. Get a full list of drop-off locations online now at sportsanimalabq.com. 
It is time to celebrate Frank Supply's 70th anniversary with unbelievable savings on professional tools and equipment. Thursday, May 4th. Stop in and check out these anniversary specials. Purchase a DeWalt rotary hammer and receive a carbide bit set free. Buy $500 in Proto hand tools and receive a Proto backpack free. Buy a Champion Mag Drill and receive a $25 gift card. Yep, Frank Supply is giving customers free gift with purchase on many hot sale items. Product demonstrations by over 35 manufacturers. Everything's on sale for one day only. Thursday, May 4th, the 70th anniversary celebration. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Family owned and operated. Frank's Supply, your complete source for professional tools and equipment. Come by Frank's Supply, 3311 Stanford Drive. That's 3311 Stanford Drive Northeast, or call 884-0000-505-884-0000. New Mexico Sports Authority, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Melanie Fitch joining us on the program, Little Bit Tech Tips. Thank you to Steph Griffin for figuring that out. Melanie, well, obviously we were talking a little bit about your organization, who you help, and thank you for all the help that you do give. Uh, the big question on our minds, though, is about the drip on the red carpet. How do these athletes look, Melanie? Are these some of the best suits you have ever seen? <laughs> that is the most important thing at the drought, is how you look and what your material and your suit's made out of, right? That's all that matters to me, yes. Yeah, when did it become like a red carpet event? Uh, well, they've had the red carpet since it was in New York, but they, like even now, the red carpet event, you need a secondary credential to be able to get near the red carpet. It's quite, quite the, quite the hot ticket now. Um, where they've got it set up this year is at the memorial. It's at one end of the draft fan zone, and then the stage is at the complete other end. So where you see them arriving in their, in their shark skin suits and all the colors, that's, it's kind of on the other side of this fan zone, but they're up on this stage raised up, and it's fun to see them, and it's fun to see, because you don't get to see really their entourage that's with them too, which is always kind of an interesting uh, spectacle. So where are the everyday fans? Are they, are they, like, stuck in a park? Do they get access to this thing? Is that stage, like, right downtown? Is it in the middle of, like, a beautiful fountainous area? They're outside of your radio studio back at home. <laughs> no, they're, 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 to, to get, yeah, yeah, they're um, in New Mexico. You take left at, you know, close at Nevada. No, they're, to get into the fan, into the draft kind of main area, you don't need a ticket, so it's free. And they've got uh, this huge grass area where they're expecting over 100,000 people a, a day, I would guess. I'm not a circus guesser, but I would say there's probably about 50,000 people there now, 60,000 people there now. Oh, my gosh. Um, but wow. But it hasn't started yet. It's right in – it's located at Union Station, which is the main train station, and then the World War II Memorial is behind it, and there's a huge grass area in between. So they built a stage at Union Station side of this building, and then there's a huge grass area. They've got – the VIP fan zone, you know, when you see all those fans that are all decorated with uh, like the Raider guys with the skulls on their shoulders there, they're actually underneath the stage roof, but then um, and those people have kind of VIP handling thing, and then the, the rest of the people they've got uh, the NFL experience, they've got things to play on and stuff, that's free, and that's all going back to the World War II Memorial, so it's in 
Kansas City. The city, it's not, Kansas City isn't real big because, you know, I live near L.A. and L.A. is, like, really big. So we, we were able to, like, walk down here from our hotel. But um, it, uh, local, the local city actually gave the schools Thursday and Friday off and so that the kids could come to see the draft. And so oh, there's a cool. lot of um, local local fans that they've made it easy for them to get to see the Lombardi Trophy and get to see um, the things that normally aren't in Kansas. Well, the Lombardi Trophy is usually in Kansas City, but, you know, they get to see other things on display. And it's been <laughs> it very is now, yeah. Accommodating, yeah, accommodating for the for the local fans. And, and like I was saying before, there's, because Kansas City is so locally, so centrally located in the United States, I'm seeing a lot of fans coming in from contiguous states. You know, we're seeing a lot. Although we've seen Seahawks fans, we're seeing it all. But there's a lot of Chicago fans here. Um, they're, they're kind of all over. But it, it, the Kansas City people are very, very nice. They've got a, they've got kind of this trolley system that they just built in downtown. I don't think I think it's only a couple years old, and it's really clean and, and runs all the time, so it's easy to get around down here, and, and we've been having fun. And the local people have been very, very nice. How great. The last question from us before we let you go, Melanie. Melanie Fish, the CEO of Irrelevant Week. What time will you be on TV Saturday? Like, when are you going up there to make the final announcement for the Lowe'sman? You mean the pinnacle of the draft? The, the apex, the best part of the whole draft? The draft start the exclamation at noon, point yes noon central time on saturday and so it depends on how how fast they do the selections but i will probably be about three o'clock on sunday central time so that'd be like one o'clock pacific time and four o'clock eastern time is my guess give or take an hour or so melanie okay melanie fitch thank you so very much for giving us some time we know you are, you're just the, the bell of the ball out there today. So it means the world to us that you sat down with us. I try, I try to think so, but thanks. It's, it's good talking to you guys again. I'll see you, uh, I guess, in Vegas for the Super Bowl. No, I guess. I thought we were split in a hotel room. What happened? <laughs> yeah. No, you talk to Marie about that. I don't know what she's talking about. Whatever. All righty. <laughs> Thank you for, thanks for the interview. Okay, bye. Be good, friend. Melanie Fitch, thank you so very much. That was nice, huh? Yeah, yeah. Gosh. I was going to ask, like, is anybody, is, are you hearing the, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 chants yet from the fans? Well, I think they'd never stop, right? I don't think they ever stop. It's the second they land in Kansas City. Oh, man. They're like, hey, that was a good flight over on the J-E-T-S. Yeah. <laughs> I, always, I always love in the draft whenever someone gets drafted and the, and the fans boo. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's the whole time. No. Well, and we'll talk a little bit more about the draft whenever we get back. It's been an excellent start to the program. Big thank you to Melanie Fitch, CEO of Irrelevant Week. The boys are live at Red Door downtown, starting to fill in a little bit. As soon as, as, soon as 5 o'clock hits. Oh, yeah. That's when it is. That's the time. So come hang out with us. We're hanging out here. The draft is on at 6 Mountain. We will have it on. the. Uh, there's a multitude of TVs. You can come see mm-hmm. that there. Obviously, we are up front doing our thing, DJ Flow. Tonight, it's two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. We have our lunches over at the 6-6 Diner of the weekend. That's your New Mexico's vodka, Teller Vodka. And don't forget, next Wednesday, we are live.
from ABQX. Oh, it's Thursday. Next Thursday, we're live throwing axes at ABQX. Oh, man, that's a blast. It's going to be a good one. Also, we'll be at Hollow Spirits next week. Come hang out with your boys there as well. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Duke City's home for sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live on the program. Two men on his live at Red Door downtown. Let's go. That was a good little sit down. Huh? That was a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. Fun little insight. What's going on out there in Kansas City at the draft? I wonder, like, I mean, if the Mister Irrelevant guys were just excited they got drafted. Or yes, they are. Are they? Yeah. Because yeah. you get access to so much stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's like emporiums. There's, like, NFLPA-specific stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's all these, like, um, the experiences, at least from the way I've kind of learned it from the NFL guys that I know, it's more full. It's, yeah. like, more of a full experience. Also, it's, like, an elite club. You, you, dra- know? you were drafted by the NFL? Yeah. I mean, that's – I mean, and, hey, a lot of guys are. You know what I'm not saying? I mean, of the percent of guys playing in the NFL, a lot of guys are drafted by the NFL. There's a lot of guys that aren't, too. And, you know, those guys consider themselves in a fellowship as well. Sure. You know, so – I think just being in the NFL is maybe the hardest thing in the whole world. I can't think of a thing that's harder. Astronaut, maybe? Yeah, right. Yeah, there's very few things more difficult than just that. Like, absolutely very few things. So uh, we were talking before we went to break, and you were talking about the draft proper, and you were talking about, like, the fan bases being there and the boo birds coming out. Yeah. And I'm kind of interested to see how Roger Goodell tries to dodge the the boo birds this year. Because – he comes out with, like, a shield. He'll bring out, like, uh, and joining Roger Goodell on stage, the entire 700 daily students that attend the Boys and Girls Club here in Kansas City. <laughs> and, it's like, and you can't boo that, right? Or they'll be like, and here's Roger Goodell with um, the guy who shot Osama bin Laden. <laughs> and you're, yeah, it's like it's a, he does these, like, things, and he super embraced this at yeah. $60 million a year being the bad guy of the NFL and being, you know, oppo the fans, oppo the players, oppo the teams. He's just somehow oppo everyone, but everyone makes more money than ever. Everyone's more successful than ever. He's doing a better job than anyone who's ever done it. Right. But the Boo Birds just t- chase him around like he's like he's Boo Seed. Well, and, and then you see the event. Like, I'm just watching it now. I don't remember the last time I've actually watched a draft, but I remember, like, they would do it at, like, Radio City Music Hall. Uh, it, almost forever, yeah. Yeah, and then it was like small. Now this whole thing is like it's like sixty thousand people there. It's a destination. That's insane. And then right. there's there's like VIP tickets. What are the VIP the VIP tickets? I mean, I, I got to know what, what what that's about. Like what, what's going on there? Like what do you get in that experience? <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. Uh, so I've, I've I've been to a lot of Super Bowls. I've never been to an NFL draft. I, I mean, I guess I could go. And the thing to me that's so interesting about it is. The NFL puts the effort into making the Super Bowl, at least. I'm assuming it's the same mm-hmm. for this. An experience for those in attendance. So, sure, yeah. So if it's the NFL experience, or obviously there's like a bunch of like opportunities for you to spend money. But as they have this thing set up at the World War II Memorial, which, by the way, I don't know if you've been to Kansas City. I'm very familiar with this area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, an, it's open. It's beautiful. It's accessible. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're packed in like sardines, and they're yeah. going to watch the nicest TV they've ever seen. And uh, the NFL, what they'll do, and they do this on purpose, it's insanely calculated is they'll walk by in front of everything going on. They'll be like, uh, there goes Joe Montana. 
Oh you know, yeah, 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 yeah. There goes. They'll, they'll bring out the all the, the the pomp and circumstance. Yes. Like, and when you're in Kansas City, right? So you get weird ones too. Like, is that Christian Okoye? Oh. It is Christian Okoye. Like the, everyone goes crazy. The Nigerian nightmare. Right. And it's um, but that VIP stuff, it will be closer. You know hmm. what I mean? It'll be you get a cool souvenir. Uh, media credential or press credential or VIP credential or whatever. <laughs> Is that Steve Bono? Yep. <laughs> All the Kansas City like elite will come out. Good Kansas City reference there, really. <laughs> right? Yeah, but to me, that's um, that's the draw about it, where you get to say that you were there. You know? Okay. And if you are a guy who really wants to, you know, bring down a hate ener- energy on Roger Goodell, you can do that there. Yeah. You know, or if you're the guy that uh, maybe you maybe you know a player that's going to be drafted, or maybe. You went to a school that's going to have a guy drafted from it, or maybe whatever. You get to also, you know, share that enthusiasm. Okay. So, yeah, I think there's a big draw to it. I think there's a lot to it. And also, Kansas City's just a cool city. Yeah. Like, you can get in and out of it quickly. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to do. And I, I know it's coincidence that the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl and the draft's in Kansas City. But also, that might be a fun thing, too. You know, sure. Like, yeah. yeah. Hey, partner that stuff together. I mean, they have the, the like she was saying, they have the Lombardi Trophy there. Yeah. I mean, well, last year's. Well, and also, you know, Melanie Finch, when she joined us, she was, she was saying, hey, uh, you know, they're shutting down schools and they're doing all that. I'm telling you what, they're using those buses to, like, bus in these 60,000 people. Oh, That's sure. why these schools are shut down. Oh. Like, yeah, don't think it's because they care about kids. I think it's because, wow. hey, you joined us at this part of town and we'll shuttle you over. Well, and also, you know, you don't want, whenever it's on TV, this is prime time. I mean, it's, it's going to go into the, into the night, right? Yeah. So you want to be able to sit there. And show the red carpet, show the people talking, and then pan over to the 60,000 people. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, man. I mean, the NFL does it right. I mean, they, they, you know, they have the money. They, they're probably, you know, the biggest money-making sport in the, in the United States. They are. Yeah, well, and it's the spectacle, you know. Yeah. It's, um, I don't necessarily care how much you think The Last of Us is good or The Mandalorian or Secession or whatever uh, variety show you watch, America's Got Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um the NFL draws not just more, but four times more than all of those oh, absolutely. every single week. Every, and it's, yeah. I mean, it's just nothing keeps up with it. I or, mean, look at the TV rights. I mean, the, the direct, the, what is it, the TV had the Sunday ticket. YouTube and, does now, and, yeah. And YouTube has it now. I mean, just the amount, billions of dollars that YouTube paid just goes to show how many eyes they know are going to be on that sport. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever we get back, we got a fun guest. We're going to continue our NFL talk. Obviously, the United had a big win last night. That was a lot of fun. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets is doing that thing as well. We will talk about he. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. This is where New Mexico comes for sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live at Red Door, Dustin Rail joins us. He's the general manager down here. Let's go. How's it going, guys? Dustin, how are you, brother? I'm doing well. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. I mean, it's going to be fun, right? We're going to have a lot of fun out here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Man. I mean, the thing I'm most excited about is eating this delicious food and drinking this delicious beer. But as soon as you sat down, you told me you were a hockey fan. I am, yeah. Big hockey fan. Big uh, Colorado Avalanche fan. Okay. When well, I don't know any hockey fans, so what is this like? Is it like a unique life? Is it what? It is, it is different, man. Everyone comes into the bar, and I always have hockey on the TV and get a kind of a weird look but you know it's so a little is, different is the question you get most here is that question hey can you turn on any other sport is that the question you get the most <laughs> uh we get that a lot but yeah. you know i'm pretty it's the playoffs now so 
I'm uh, not really willing to change the, the abs off the TV. <laughs> Dustin, it's playoffs for like six months right. every year in hockey. <laughs> Half of the year. Yeah. Also, I don't think the Blues made it this year, right? So, they did like, not. No, what, what does it even matter? Is anyone even watching I mean, it? And that's weird because like most of the NHL makes the playoffs, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of them. <laughs> like, more than half. I believe oh, it's yeah. more than half. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> Losing record gets you in. Dustin Rayle joining us. Obviously, you're having us down for the first time. We're going to be here for most of the evening. DJ Flow Fader will be here after us. Yeah. But you guys are here all day, every day. Yeah, we are. We're, uh, we open at 2 every day except for Sunday. We're doing uh, brunch on Sunday, so we open at noon. Um, Tuesday is the only day that we're closed. But, yeah, we're open downtown almost every day. How's that brunch thing? Uh, it's been good. It's, you know, really good food. We, uh, you know, do the breakfast burrito. Obviously, you have to do that right. around here. You know, put a, we do this thing called a hash bomb. So um, hash browns, put a little cheddar in there, fry it up, throw it in the burrito, some chili, egg, you know, choice of meat. It's really good. Um, we're actually having some DJs on the back patio for brunch, too. We have DJ Hap come out every Sunday. Okay. So I do a little, little backyard party kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's not themed. It's just music and enhanced. Yeah, it's just a DJ back there kind of doing his thing. Um, you know, we're probably looking in the summertime to do some more themed brunches or themed things in the on the back patio, yeah. You guys got the NFL draft on tonight. Obviously, we're going to be out often doing this thing with you yeah. guys a couple times a month. We'll be sports-centric while we're here. We're sports-centric in life. Uh, if I am downtown, if I'm if I'm clocking out at work and I'm making my way over, is this a place where I can catch a game? Is this a place where I can hang out with the boys? What's the energy as opposed to maybe some of the other options downtown? Yeah, absolutely. We have two TVs going on, and, uh, you know, the bartenders kind of throw what they want during the day, but when it comes to game time, yeah. you know, they usually have it on, you know, or they have requests, you know, take requests on whatever game is on. Unless it's me and it's hockey and it's playoffs. <laughs> then it's on hockey. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other choice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it comes between NBA and, uh, and NHL, you're going to go with NHL? Uh, I go with NHL. But like I said, we have, you know, at least two TVs down here. So I had the other day the hockey on, and uh, we think we have the Denver Nuggets playing on the other TV. So I'm accommodating for the no, most part. No Golden State Warriors? That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm only a Miami guy now. Yeah. Like, I've only been a Miami guy since Jimmy Butler got down there. Okay. And, like, this next series, like, Miami, New York, that – that to me is going to be a one. Are like, you going to say? Are you going to tell New York Jimmy Butler is going to be your father? I will tell them <laughs> before the game starts. Yeah. Jimmy Butler could bring his actual kids there, and then he would have lots and lots of kids there because he's you, everyone's father. Jimmy Butler is going to upset Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. Does he play for the Knicks? No. Then I don't care. Oh man. <laughs> I do not care. You got an NFL team at all, D? Uh, I like the Cowboys. Yeah. What yeah. are they going to do in this draft? Oh man, I'm hoping something running back. You know, that defense is looking pretty good. Kid out of Texas you would know, be pretty good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you, think, um, you think that they don't, they don't have a good running back right now? I mean, I like Tony Pollard. You mm-hmm. know, I think you just need to shore up that, that backside a little okay. bit, you know. But the, uh, the we'll only, see. The only time that Dallas ever does well in the draft is whenever, I don't know, like Patrick Sertain goes off the board right before them. And what was the other corner's <laughs> name? Horn. He goes off the board right before him. And then they have to take Mike Parsons because they don't know what else to do. And that's the only decent draft pick they've had in the last 20 years. I mean, that was phenomenal. You know, <laughs> we had some good... We had some good O-line draft picks a few what? years back. How is yeah. no, one, no one ever brags on That's, an O-line draft you know pick? Not, not since 94. I'm not huge on Dak, but they're the reason that he did kind of what he did when he came through. So he's the reason that, he, you know, he was able to get Zeke going and help that out. So that's, I mean, that's my thought on it. What yeah. year are you talking about? Was that 16? Yeah, Zeke hasn't done anything since 16. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about is the O-line then was good, but, you know, I guess, yeah. Like, <laughs> Michael Parsons was awesome. Pollard looked great last year. Yeah, he was fantastic. Hopefully I mean, the injury doesn't. Hurt him too bad going into this next year. So, yeah. Yeah. 
As you're down here at Red Door every day, obviously you got a lot of options. It's all the beer you make, but it's a full bar, my man. Yeah, it is a full bar. So, you know, we do feature some uh, some local brands, like to support local, but we do have uh, some brand name liquors out there. So, you know, got a full cocktail program out here. Um, and, yeah, kind of, you know, we have it and you call it, we can make it. So, yeah. You're talking about this brunch menu that's on Sundays. Yeah. What are some surprises that people might see in the menu that they might not see at some other brunch locations? Uh, in the menu, uh, the hash bombs are a big one for us. People really like those. But we're doing um, some biscuits and gravy, kind of our style, though. We mix the biscuits in-house, and uh, we do a green chili cheddar biscuit with um, some impossible meat sausage gravy, which is really good. It's phenomenal. Um, also, we put together a brunch bowl, you know, throw some cheese curds in that one, and Obviously, egg, chili, and meat, but yeah. You should have led with that one, man. <laughs> cheese yeah. curds in a bowl. Everyone loves a good cheese curd. So when I, walk, when I walked in, because you're familiar with the show, when I walked in, you were like, so I know you're a Bud Light guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a Bud Light guy. And what is this thing you put in my mouth here? What's this called? Uh, that one's going to be our red light lager. Okay. So a super light lager. It's going to sit at uh, 3.8%. You know, um, so good. coming into the craft world, I was always kind of a Pabst guy, kind of like the lighter stuff. Yeah. So this one, uh, they decided to brew... Really for our location out in Clovis, you know, to kind of get them into the craft scene, you know, and I finally convinced them to bring it down here. And, uh, yeah, it's been a big hit for us, that one. And uh, our Mike Pilsner's really solid for us. You know, people are leaning towards the lighter beers so these days. But we're talking about doing a lot of fun things downtown. Obviously, we got Chris and I have pro wrestling going into the historic El Rey Theater. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Just a block down from here. Um, here's an idea we had. We would like to pour one out to the seltzer phase. Yeah. We believe the seltzer phase is over. Yeah. The bubble has burst. No one really <laughs> liked them when they were here. No one yeah. liked them moving forward. Do they even exist in the building? Uh, we got some cans, you know, but before we started carrying those, we like to refer to the seltzer, you know, the original seltzer as, you know, just the vodka soda, you know. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Like, you know, people would call for it, and if we didn't have it, I'm like, here, just have this, and it's all the same. But, <laughs> you know, we, can, we do carry some, you know, the Friday night crowd and Saturday night crowd, you know, you get them called for. So we carry... Uh, some high noon uh, uh, seltzers. So we can't just pour, it up, pour them all out on the patio and <laughs> say that the craze is over? I wish, man. I wish. That's how I feel about it. That's what's up. Anything we missed, brother? Uh, I, think, I think we got it, man. Sunday did, brunch. Man. Do you guys have any events coming yeah. up that are big? Coming up right now. We're kind of just doing weekly events, you know, kind of getting geared karaoke up for the summer. Karaoke Mondays, right? Yeah, karaoke Mondays. We have DJ, rotating DJs every Thursday. Now, Chris, Mondays go so hard that they shut down on Tuesdays. Oh, man. Yeah, that's how it is. You know, give everyone a little break to mend their hangovers. <laughs> Recover. <laughs> go to work. Hey, oh, oh, yeah, that's you. The karaoke crowd, because, like, me and Chris, we've been there. We like mm-hmm. to party. Yeah. Is it, like, one or two dudes that do it the whole time and they ruin it for everyone? Or uh, is this, like, like how does this, is, it, is there, like, somebody well, leading the madness? I like to say that every karaoke, like, scene has a mini boss, and it's that one person that's, like, the ringer. Yes. You know? Do you have that? Does that exist? It's actually been a pretty good, uh, <laughs> a pretty good mix of people. We've got a pretty good following going. We've been trying to grow it a little bit. But, uh, I mean, it's kind of all over the board. You don't have one or two people running it. So it's kind of nice, you know. Feel good of going out there to try to sing something. Come one, sing all. That's yeah. how I feel about go. it. Yeah, absolutely. Dustin, thank you so very much. This was a lot of fun. You're an absolute yeah. dude, Dustin Rail, the Red Door. Yeah. Whenever we get back, boys, United had a big win last night. You're going to let me talk about the NBA? No, absolutely, man. What's, hey, what's our NHL playoff update? What's going on? Uh, right now, um, let's see. As, I don't know if anyone's out of the first round yet. <laughs> the, the fans lost. Yeah, <laughs> the fans lost. I'm Abs are kidding. looking pretty shaky and rough, which hurts my soul. 
But uh, Boston's looking pretty good. Uh, Florida Panthers kind of got them. What's interesting about Boston is teams that have traditionally been winning the President's Cup recently, they don't do well in the playoffs. Yeah, it's like a curse, man. I think there's been a few teams that have actually gone on to win it. But, yeah, President's Cup is is not good going into the playoffs. Might be the one to break it. I always thought it was really insane that the Las Vegas Knights came into the league and the general manager pretty much got a hodgepodge of players from all over the league and it took them to the Stanley Cup and then he didn't win GM of the year. Yeah, that's why. How, how is that that's insane. possible? I have no idea how any of that front office stuff works in the <laughs> right. NHL. Yeah. I, my understanding, they're not the best human beings, NHL players. Really? Like, yeah, like they always like they're they always want to fight with Pride Night. That's number one. <laughs> like, I have seen that a lot. Yeah, yeah they, they that's their thing. And yeah, then I don't get that. It's the most yeah obtuse thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And then because they only have to put fifteen thousand people into a venue. They're like, we sell out every game. I'm like, it's, it's only well, 15,000. So they had the annual uh, New York uh, Police Department versus the Fire Department in oh, a, or hockey game. Little guns and hoses. And there, okay. yeah, and there was like eight fights. That sounds <laughs> like, all right, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. I went to a minor league or AAA or I don't know what it is, but it was the Phoenix Roadrunners. Oh, nice. So I go to the Phoenix Roadrunners, and they're playing, I believe, the Stockman Thunder. And at the very beginning of this thing, all five guys line up on the red line. The puck drops. They all drop their gloves, start swinging on each other. And I go, did I did I accidentally go to a fight surrounded by a hockey game? Yeah. Like, it what? might be some hockey. It's like the movie Slapshot just immediately. Yeah, exactly. That's literally what it was. It's the weirdest sport on earth. If I knew more about it, then I would know something about it because I currently know nothing about it. Dustin Rayo, thank you so very much, brother. Yeah, Whenever we get guys. back, more NFL talk. Obviously, the big United win last night. And I'm going to put a spotlight on Jimmy Butler. Before we bring Josh Sushan on and talk about the ice films, it's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. And you can see a whole lot, man. very little. Now betting for the Sports Animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, men on, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Back live from Red Door downtown. Fred Slow, Steph Griffin, back at the studio. Steph, you watching any NBA basketball last night? You know, once I started to watch the basketball, I haven't gotten into the NBA league of it. Okay, still college hooper only, understood. Yeah. Well, you can no, you can no longer watch the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks because that one is over, and it was over in the most exciting possible fashion as the Miami Heat, with seconds expiring in regulation, the Miami Heat on a Jimmy Butler at the rim, alley-oop with, with seconds remaining, like one seconds remaining. He puts a one-handy fall away into to force overtime, and then in overtime, the Miami Heat behind Jimmy, playoff buckets Butler, go ahead by two and win this thing, eliminating the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks. And if you talk about Jimmy Butler's being pretty good during the regular season, he's maybe the best of all time during the postseason. Chris, wild finish last night to the game. That is pretty amazing. I mean, do you think he has, you know, do you think they're going to go all the way this year? What do you think? Well, they got a couple games to sit around and think about it, right? So um, so the East has got to wrap up before the second round starts up. Uh, it's a little bit of a gentleman's sweep or whatever they call it with the 4-1. Mm-hmm. A number eight over a one is impressive enough, but 
Heat versus Knicks is going to be a dogfight. I, I feel like that the theme of the playoffs is these teams that kind of just mediocre during the season, maybe had some injuries, and then the playoffs are here, time to turn it up. Do you think to, that's a thing? Hard to argue. Jimmy Butler yeah. played 46 minutes last night, had 42 points in those 46 minutes. He's an all-time dude who does it. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee, how do you not call timeout there at the end? Right. Milwaukee, how do you not set the world up to where Jimmy Butler can't hit you with a last-second expiring whatever to mm-hmm. ruin your life? Like, how does, how does that happen? Well, when, you know, what did Deanna say? It's not a loss. It's the season's not a loss. <laughs> do you see all that? Who do you say that to? The, the, uh, the, in, at the end of the press, in the press conference, one of the guys asked him, said, hey, do you know, uh, how do you feel about, you know, the season kind of being lost? And he, he kind of went off on the guy. And he said, he said, you know, the Bulls won, you know, Jordan played 15, 19 seasons. Yeah. You know, he didn't lose, you know, you wouldn't call the, the seasons he didn't win a championship a loss. <laughs> you know, he went off on this huge, like, rant on it. And uh, then Shaq chimed in and said, yeah, that's a loss. <laughs> Welcome back to the Red Door Downtown. It's Tubin on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. It's been a fun little day. It's been a fun little banger. Yeah. Talking a little bit about the NBA, talking about the NFL draft, which is going to start immediately following this program. How fun it is that we'll be able to listen to Isotopes Baseball, Josh Tushan bringing all the action, and watch the NFL draft. That's like a hey. Yeah, it's like kind of the best of both for baseball and football. Got over to the United game last night. Were you able to get out there? No. No, it was good. It was real good. Were you at the, were you at, at the, the lab? Yeah, out at the lab in person, and it was, uh, it was good. It was, uh, the crowd was, uh, how do I say it, not the business. No? So, no. So, you know, I become so spoiled and accustomed to 10,000 people. Right. You know, I become so spoiled and accustomed to United everything, and maybe I don't realize how many season ticket holders there are for the United. Maybe I don't realize how many people are are there because of the spectacle, but the little midweek matchup, and I think tickets were just $19, is what David Weesey Carl said on this program. Okay. And it was it was $19, you call it. You know, so if you wanted to be in the very front row, if it was available, you could be there. Oh, if wow. you wanted to be in the very furthest road and it was available, you could be there too. And David Weesey Carlo, Carl, who was on the broadcast last night, by the way, was I thought was very good, um, big 2-1 victory for the team at home, beating the Phoenix Rising, advancing in the Open Cup. And that's a, that's a big win. Phoenix is usually yeah. kind of our... Uh, are, are the team that has our number, you know? And it was kind of a chippy, gross one, too. So it was, as we were watching it, um, at the end of the first half, a bunch of dudes mix it up. And, it, and it's at midfield, and, it, like, obviously fans are there, and kind of everyone's there, and it's, and it's what it is. But the players on the field, and there's, like, a red card assigned for cheap play. And then, Ooh. yeah, and then the United played the second half, obviously, with the man advantage. and um, Oh, they got a red card. Yeah, yeah, oh. the, yeah Phoenix did. So then the United, they carry the advantage out in the second half, which goes really well. But then Phoenix ties it up, and you're like, what is going on here? Yeah, like, we're carrying a man advantage. Like, 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 what is the deal? And then whenever they finally come back and they get not just the, uh, the go-ahead, but what ended up being the game winner, you're like, okay, like, the Open Cup is the real deal. Oh, like, yeah. Like, people are trying to play this thing to win this thing. Is this the one where uh, they, can, they can actually play against... Uh the major league soccer teams as well correct yeah or like rec league teams like in the early rounds which right. none of them really survive very far no but um but not the point you know it's yeah. it's if you got a squad and 
And I th- it costs very little to enter this thing. You know, it doesn't oh. cost any amount of money. And you get into this big every team in the country tournament. It happens every year. And here the United are, like, working their way towards, towards it, a big one And we've historically done really well in this tournament. I mean, even the first year, I think we, we, we beat, uh, we played three MLS teams and we beat two of them. Correct. Yeah. Well, and what's a little bit different here about USL uh, Pro and USL Pro 2, which is obviously where the United are in MLS, is the MLS will put in a team, but it kind of just uses the branding. Like, it won't necessarily be their everyday dudes. Mm. It won't be that thing. Um, but Phoenix Rising, us, kind of all of that, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's that big connection to it. And because that big connection exists, you get that rivalry. You get that right. matchup. And, and it's both teams really trying to win. So, I don't know. It was a good night. It was a, good, a lot of fun. And we'll get back on track right here whenever we get back from the break. More NFL talk as we wrap up our draft coverage. Just two bit on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live at Red Door. We'll pick this one up until Josh Sushop. Josh joining us at 5.45. So putting a bow on it, big win for the United. They're going to advance in the Open Cup. We are excited about that advancement. And then you're like, well, front, I don't want to wait to see United game again. You don't have to. United are home this Saturday. Oh, that's awesome. That's going to be a good one. Was there a lot of people out at the game last night? Uh, no. Historically, the Wednesday nights are a little tougher. Yeah, I agree. And I thought there was going to be more. I thought for sure there was going to be more. Um, but maybe... Maybe 4,500 people, maybe, okay. maybe 5,000. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a school night. It was a school night. Yeah. I mean, it was the whole thing. You know, but, uh, yeah, the Isotopes, or excuse me, the United will return to Isotopes Park. Uh, they will do that on Saturday night. That will be versus Orange County. So there you go. All right, moving forward with the NFL talk, moving forward with the draft. Um, I'm excited for this one, and I'm excited for the start. And to me, it's because I think the first pick is set. Yeah, I think the first pick is kind of a given, and then after that, I think it's going to end up being maybe one of the most wild ones ever. I think what Houston could do it too is going to be a world of entertainment. Uh, if they go boring and they go a defensive lineman or whatever, I think I can like do a radio segment on how it's the worst pick of all time. Really? Yeah. If they go the other way and they go a quarterback and they're like, "Hey, we're buying into the future and we're doing all this stuff," then also in to support that. The lastly on it though. They have to trade. They have to make a big splash. They have to do that thing. And if they can, now I'm, now I'm back on the Houston side because I want to become a Houston fan after all the ignorance that's surrounding them for so long. And they kind of got that coach now. I'm a big D'Amico Ryans guy. Like, okay. I'm excited for D'Amico Ryans to be a guy. Okay. Um, you know, I, I don't really I – mean, the thing is, is I don't get to watch a lot of college football. Sure. So I have no idea. But I, 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 from all the mock drafts I've seen – it looks like, what was the guy from Alabama that's going to, the, the first pick is already Stroud, straight, right. And, but then also another player from Alabama, and I was like, wow. Well, it's the whole squad, yeah. It's pretty much, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing, too, where if it's, you know, edge-rushing defensive linemen, and, and again, with D'Amico Ryans, I'm like, I can buy into that. Like, if okay. he played there, obviously, he wanted to coach there. He was highly taught after whenever um, NFL was looking for new head coaches. I was into this play. I was into this pick as a head coach. And if he is able to convince me or the fan base or whoever that, like, hey, this is the move. Like, get in this, get in this player at this position. I have a say in this thing. I'm involved. Go with the Williams kid. Get the, like, how do you argue that if you're part of the fan base? Mm-hmm. I just love the world of entertainment. I love the idea of San Francisco trading Trey Lance oh, absolutely. to get up to number two 
grabbing a dude that they want. Maybe it is a defensive end rusher to go on the other side of Nick Bosa. Oh, jeez. Yeah, maybe it is a, like an impact guy because they think they can trust Brock Purdy and the talent they have at the running back slash wide receiver position. I am into all of that excitement because Houston has to make a splash because they ruined the end of their last season mm-hmm. whenever they were firing Lovey Smith and Lovey Smith drop them to the number two position instead of number one by going four two and winning a big one right so if the niners get if they if they trade trey lance they get a defensive end on the other side of nick bosa do you just give them the ring at that point no 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 but you know you do give them easy is 10 wins in that division yeah because they're better than obviously everyone's better than the los angeles rams yes so they're gonna be better than that squad arizona is not gonna be able to do it their quarterback won't be in time and maybe seattle is gonna put one l on them well and i mean you know you got you got phoenix or arizona you're going to have a, a first-year uh, new coach, um, total shakeup after last season. Right. So, I mean, I don't really see them. I mean, it would be, I think they would be a, a shock if they could come out and beat the Niners in that division, but I don't think that's going to happen. The Rams definitely not. Um, so I definitely think 49ers are going to be a contender to be in the Super Bowl. I would love to see a, a Niners-Chiefs Super Bowl again. I would love to get that, that, that revenge as it relates to when? When they beat us in the Super Bowl. What was it? Uh, 2019? The Kaepernick year. Yeah. Yeah. The No, it was. No, no, no. It was, uh, oh gosh, Garoppolo. The Garoppolo year. We were winning going into the third quarter, and then, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomed us. <laughs> I don't know if that sits super sour in the craw of 49ers fans. It does me. I was pretty upset about it. But hey, Bryce Young, number one. C.J. Stroud could be number two. If he is number two, I think, man, what if, like, Tennessee came up? I mean, there's so many other options, you know? Like, what if if you're a team that's like, we know Houston needs to do more because they need more than just one guy. Right. So what they could do is trade away that pick, get – later round a lot of later round picks and build a team i mean that's kind of how you do it right well sure i mean that's how you do it in theory but has houston been known to do the right thing they Mm. have not no (laughs) and that i mean and that's the part i'm trying to get to here ever yeah to where that conversation that we want to have has to be about them always them starting to make the right decision because D'Amico ryan feels like houston's starting to make the right decisions okay so if they're in, and it's Bryce Young, obviously off the board to Carolina, do you go with that Tyree Wilson kid out of Texas Tech, Texas Tech, the homegrown, the homegrown flavor from Texas, mm-hmm. excite your fan base, and you try to get D'Amico Ryan to put him over, or the Will Anderson kid who everyone thinks is maybe the best prospect in the whole thing from Alabama, or do you take a quarterback that you need now in C.J. Stroud, maybe hopefully end up with his wide receiver at number 12, or... Do you trade this thing out to a Tennessee or a San Francisco or whatever, move down, and you maybe still end up with the quarterback-wide receiver combo? Right. Because, I mean, it, the thing is with the quarterbacks in the, in the draft, I mean, once, once one or two are picked, it's kind of a crapshoot, and you don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, you have, you know, 49ers got Brock Purdy. He's, the, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. And then won, what, eight games in a row for him? I mean, it's hard to tell. It's like, it's like rolling the dice you don't really know. Well, but also, I, I think you do know talent-wise mm-hmm. and order-wise, but I think like as far as when they go and how they go, it's based solely off of when the guys are going before you. Sure. So if, 
if you, for instance, are Houston, you see a quarterback go at number one, which I believe you will see, okay, you know, okay quarterback's already at a premium. Like, how far back am I going to be able to safely go? Because if I do trade down, a team trading up is taking a quarterback. Right. Now the run is on. The run has started at two. Mm-hmm. Like, in, what if you're like, well, I can get, I can get Will Levis um, at number 11. Well, if you think that, Tennessee, stay right there. Yeah. I, th- I think the big problem you have, though, in the NFL now is you have these you, you draft these players, and, and how many seasons do you have on their on their first contract? Uh, four, but five. Four, but five. So you kind of have to like really rush to like do well with what you get, right? So that I mean, it, you know, theoretically. So one of the things is, you know, do you make a big splash to get a quarterback? I mean, if if they take Will Anderson, kid, he's he's a defensive player, right? Sure. I mean, that's not a big splash. I mean, it can be. But mm, it's not not historically, and not a Deion Sanders or something like that that's going to put the butts in the seats. Well, sure, so, but yeah, but to your argument, the Nick mm-hmm. Bosa thing. Like, sure. Yeah, I mean, like you do end up with guys, Aaron Donald. Yeah. You do end up with guys, Micah Parsons. Right. You do end up with guys because I think you can put money on edge rushers. I think yeah. edge rushers are worth dollars. Oh yeah. Like, do I think they're worth quarterback dollars? No. No. Not even close. No. But I mean, also, are they going to make the splash that you need? Are they going to turn around the team like you need it to? They're not. No. No. But also, is first year rookie quarterback? Could they could? I mean, it depends on who it is. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson his first season. He came out, and I mean, geez. Well, the exception of the rule. I yep. mean, you can have yep. that same conversation about, Absolutely. about Devin Hester with the Chicago Bears all oh, those years. Wow. You know, there's like every so often you'll get a yeah. guy who's the best player in the the Bears and crap Rex Grossman <laughs> to the Super Bowl, return the opening kick for the Super Bowl for a tutty. You can't say Rex Grossman while I'm taking a swig of beer. No, man. it's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> not fair. It's not safe. I'm excited <laughs> for it, though. The, the first round is, the, I guess, if you're going to watch around, the one round you're going to watch. Yeah. I'm not necessarily going to watch. All around, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna read the afterwards. I'm gonna, sure. Um, but if you're a fan base, there's a thing to get excited about because after you get through the first round, and you know we were talking with Melanie Fitch earlier in the program, after you get through the first round, you end up at that point where it's uh, hey, I don't necessarily know the name of a guy, but I know right. a type, and I'm into that. I'm into hey, you know, you want like a speed guy on the outside. You know, you want like like a rusher. You know, you want like a guy to catch passes on third down, and you can start like qualifying guys at where they're drafted. And I think that's a pretty good um, excitement level and entertainment level yeah. for fan bases. So give me the NFL draft in that capacity. Do you uh, do you immediately go like after the draft's over and look at the draft grades of your team? I think from certain sources. Yeah. You know, I think if there's if there's a guy that you really believe has like an idea of what he's talking about and what right. he's doing. Um, I also think a little bit too. I'm the guy that wants like the buzz and the excitement. Of the fan base. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I think I can buy more into, like, the Robinson kid out of Texas, I think, is real good, the running back. Mm-hmm. If he goes to Atlanta, I'm like, okay, like, I'm into this. Like, I'm, he's probably not the key fit for Atlanta. No. But is he going to go down there and do really good? And, and there's, like, a fun history of Atlanta running backs doing really well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, give me all of that. Give me that fun run behind it. Yeah. Josh Sushan is going to join us after the break. We're going to talk about... The Ice Tips game tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about Major League Baseball as well. Griffin, what time are we off the air? At about 5.40. About 5.40. So we'll hang out with Josh for just a little bit. That'll be... Oh, I got you this time, Griffin. So we'll hang out with Josh for a little bit. That'll be pretty good. Obviously, tough loss for the Ice Tips last night. They're going in the right direction, but I just want them to speed up a little bit. <laughs> You're definitely listening to Two Men On. We are live 
from Red Door downtown. Big thank you to John Lopez for being a sponsor of our mobile studio, the YMCA of Central Mexico, where we start every single day of our week. Don't forget our lunches over at the 66 Diners. That's burgers and milkshakes you already know. The weekend is for New Mexico's Vodka. Tell her Vodka next Tuesday. We're over at the ABQ Duke store. Come see your boys at the intersection of Central and Carlisle, where we'll be hanging out, talking a little bit about the history of the game, talking a little bit with owner Steve Palmasero. That's going to be a lot of fun while we are down there. And don't forget ABQ Axe next Thursday where we are throwing axes on a throwing Thursday. It's just going to be an absolute banger of a week. Our watch party for the New Mexico United next Saturday as well at Hollow Spirits. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Jeff Simbiana and J.J. Bond. Bond. Wake up with the opening drive on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live on the program, back live at Red Door downtown. Let's go. New friend of the show, Sarah, at the bar. Sarah. She can hear us. Nice. Josh Sushan is all the way in Round Rock. Josh, how are you, brother? I'm good. What were you going to say to Sarah? Uh, well, uh, off the air, I said to Sarah, I said, uh, uh, welcome to Red Door. That's what I said first. And she said, okay. well, I come here all the time. You're actually the new one. So there okay. you go. So that was our, yeah, that was right. our whole conversation. Totally glad we got that cleared up. Okay. <laughs> not, not the, yeah, not the most exciting one in the whole world. Also, not the most exciting game in the whole world last night for the boys as they fall under 500 for the first time this season, Jay. Can we just get out of Texas already? No, because that would mean that we forfeit four straight games, and that would be four straight losses, and I don't want to forfeit four straight games. And the weather is finally, like, bearable because it was miserable. Like, I hardly slept at all last night because there was just thunder and lightning constantly waking me up. And today it's, it's nice. It's um, pleasant. There's no rain in the forecast, at least not yet. Looks like the wind has just shifted and it's blowing out, so maybe the ice and Tim's offense can, can get its mojo back. But no, we gotta. We need to enjoy and 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 uh, you know just turn this thing around here in Texas before we leave. When you were up all night in the hotel, were you just watching replays of Jimmy Butler do ungodly <laughs> things on Earth? Is that what you were doing? I was watching Steph Curry do ungodly things on Earth, and Draymond Green make shots. Hey, he's it was really fun watching those two things occur. The Kings are done, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Because the Warriors are the Warriors, they're done, and the Warriors are not going to just assume that, that they're going to win because championship teams don't do that. Championship teams have the killer instinct. They know how to close things out. So under most circumstances, I would say no, but this is what the Warriors do. The Warriors, you can beat them once, and you can beat them twice, but beating them four times in seven days, they're not just really good, but they're really smart and Shoot, I loved it. I loved how – I don't think I saw this. When Draymond Green was suspended, he missed his game three. When the game ends, he drives into San Francisco and navigates through all the traffic of everyone leaving because after watching the game, he had an idea of exactly what they needed to do in games four and five, and he couldn't wait to talk to Steph and to Steve Kerr and say, hey, this is what I saw. What did you see? This is what we need to do. And that's what championship teams do. They brave traffic right after a game after they got suspended for stomping on someone's chest so that they can game plan for the next game. 
Well, it's interesting to me how you're bringing up traffic because the game on Friday is at 5 o'clock. Will there be a single fan in the stands? Morning traffic doesn't let you get anywhere at 5 o'clock. Well, you just take the day off. That's what you do. You mean you just, you just take the entire day off and, and problem solved. Or you just take BART. You take BART and, yeah, you're fine. People know how to figure this stuff out by now. I mean, it's it's Warriors uh, playoffs. I mean, you, you, if you have tickets, you're not gonna you're not gonna work that day. You're gonna work the next day. Well, they're used to this now. They go to the playoffs every single year, all the games. Well, I like being champions. <laughs> I, I have a question. So, uh, are the are the ice ups gonna get back to 500 tonight? Do you think? Yeah, I do. I, I like it. I like their chances. I, you know, like. I like I like how they're swinging at VP. I like the the energy, the vibe that they that they had. You know, this team's loose, and um, I mean, look, they're due. I mean, they got so many good hitters, and their offense has definitely been slumping lately. I mean, we're talking about twelve runs total in the last five games. Like they average twelve runs at home games. It seems like it's not quite that high, but it seems like it. So yeah, they're going to turn it around tonight. They're due. Good. Tell me a little bit about the starting pitcher. I don't know Phil Valdez at all. He's a pretty good, dude. Yeah, so Phil Smeldez is just one of these guys who's been around for a long time, right? He's 31 years old. He's been in the big leagues. He's been a starter. He's been a reliever. He's from the Dominican. He's really quiet. Just kind of keeps to himself. And I feel like every time that he pitches, that's the game that I miss. <laughs> or he has one bad inning. Like his last outing, three scoreless innings, he looked great. And then fourth inning, things start to you know unravel. They take him out. All of his inherited runners come around to score against him. So his ERA takes a beating on it. But he's smart. He's been around a long time. And he's much better than his ERA, which is not good right now. And that's why I also think, look, he's just too, he's been too good for too long. This will not continue. And so I think he's going to pitch well tonight. What have the crowds been with the weather out there? Because I feel like didn't the ice hopes draw like 11,000 the last time they were home? Are, there, are you just playing in front of crickets out there on rainy days? Well, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday games, when the weather's not good and when there's no promotion, you're not going to draw a whole lot of people. So they had, you know, they announced 32 and then 3,300. And after each of the last two rain delays, you know, there's a couple hundred people in the stands when, you know, when, when they're done. They'll probably be a whole lot better the next four days. I hope so. Look, this is actually a really good baseball town. You know, um, they've led the league in attendance a lot over the years. University of Texas and Austin, they always draw really well. I mean, people in Texas love baseball. And one thing I actually like about coming here is it's a pretty knowledgeable baseball crowd, too. It reminds me of Albuquerque, where people are paying, people are paying attention. And they're, you know, they'll applaud when the other team makes a good play. You know, they're, like, into it. It's, it's fun coming to games here. Who's on the pregame tonight? On the pregame is Hunter Stovall. And uh, so Hunter just became a dad. And so talk to him about that. But then also... He was born like five weeks early, and he was he was totally stressed out for nine months that the same thing was going to happen to his daughter because it was kind of dicey there with Hunter when he was first born. So he was totally stressed out about that for nine months. But daughter was born on time, not early, not late. Daughter's fine. His wife is fine. And so it was like a really close bond with his dad. And uh, I just talked to him about, you know, like his dad and what he wants to be like as a dad and then getting back into the swing of things in baseball. So that nine months you're talking about, is there able to put any focus on work at all, or is this like he feels like he's back to baseball for the first time in some time? 
Well, he's hitting 357, so I, I, I think Pretty she was good. still able to focus on baseball when he was out there. Well, he, and he's a Mississippi State guy, right? Is that right? Correct. Okay, and they don't accidentally make baseball players down there. No. Like as far as yeah, collegiate programs that put out dudes, yeah, they, they put, yeah. they've not only been putting out good ones, but they've been doing it forever. So obviously you get there with a little bit of talent, and maybe, I don't know, maybe this idea that the game is um, second nature to you? Because I feel like Mississippi State doesn't miss on dudes that they put to the next level. Yeah, and here's the other thing about Stovall. He's listed at 5'6", right? And so whenever you interview someone who's 5'6", I feel like it's, like it's like a job requirement that you have to bring up Jose Altuve, you have to bring up Dustin Pedroia, you have to talk to them about what it's like to be 5'6 and play baseball. And so, again, this goes back to Mississippi State. They're not just going to take anybody, right? But they also realize a ball player is a ball player. He actually went there as a catcher, and he did some catching there. He played mostly infield. He's played the outfield for us. And I feel like every time that he plays, he just does something, and you're like, whoa, that was really smart. And, like, I love watching players where you think that because sometimes you're like, wow, he hit it 480 feet. And then other times you just go, wow, that was really smart what he just did. I really like this guy. Well, and he's got to be a personality, too, dude, or dude, too, because dudes who wear zero, those are cool dudes all the, every time. Well, I mean, just just wait till you hear him. I mean, there's no mistake in the accent, right? <laughs> so just between the accent and wearing number zero and just, yeah, I mean, he's just a good dude, you know, but he's also just, like, okay, so they have all these wooden chairs, uh, rocking chairs um, beyond the fence from left field, and that's like, my go-to spot where we do interviews because it's outside the clubhouse. You don't want to do the interview inside the clubhouse. You don't want to walk too far. And I was like, all right, let's, you know, let's just go be two old men and sit in these rocking chairs and do this interview. And he's like, that's all we do in my hometown. He goes, yep, you just wake up and go on the front porch and you just sit there in a rocking chair. It's what we do. Like everything about it. Josh Sushan, thank I mean, you so very much, yeah. brother. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good one. What a dude. What a dude, cool yeah. dude. I still immediately following this broadcast as the Ice Sports Network takes over our airwaves. Chris had a banger of a day today at Red Door, huh? Yeah, it's been great, man. Yeah. Come, come of, down. Friends of the show started rolling in. That's been a lot of fun, so we've enjoyed that. Big thank you to the hospitality of day. We'll be here a couple times a month moving forward. Obviously, we'll let you know when we are. Some friends of So we're going to enjoy them as we go off the air. Steph Griffin, anything we missed from you? Not at all. Just have fun out there. You guys be safe. Come and have a beer at Red Door. Thank you, friend. Oh, love that, Chris. Oh man, it's been great. It's been great being down here. I love being in my. I mean, I live just right over here. Downtown is amazing. Uh, come, come, hang out with us, and uh, we'll uh, spend the night and uh, go into the forever together. Oh, uh-huh. weird. <laughs> Good job, everyone. GG.